But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you are joining me. As the seasons change, as the month changes... There's a lot of really great stuff going on that I wanted to share with you. I've created the September FitFam Conchi calendar. You can check it out on social media. It's on my Instagram page, FitFam Conchi. And it's the same on Facebook, FitFam Conchi. You can also find it on my pages, Jennifer McCracken on Facebook and JenniferMC3 on Instagram. And please go ahead, give it a like, and see if there's an activity that's something you can do with your family this week. Um, I'm really excited because I was able to add more local businesses to it. There's some events that are starting to happen, um, which is also really exciting. It's been a kind of depressing calendar to do throughout the summer, but it looks like with Elmwood Park Zoo hosting a few events, there's the Jurassic Park adventure I guess the quest in the city that are all being cognizant and aware of social distancing practices definitely take a look at it Um, another thing too and it's not too late to sign up but Jake's Dragon Foundation every September does a push-up challenge so it's using our strength to make a difference and all the money goes to pediatric cancer Um, it's a great organization I highly suggest checking it out and yeah hopefully there's something on the calendar that will work for you so the other thing and I know that this is a huge contention to a lot of people the fall time versus the summertime and it still feels kind of humid out kind of warm although it's a little overcast here in the mid-atlantic seaboard you know In my house, it means September 1st means the fall wreath goes up, the fall flag. I start to remove flip-flops and summer scents. And I make way for sunflowers, gourds, and pumpkins. I do have a special, like, Halloween traditions that I add on in October. But, um, I don't know. It's nice to do a little bit, something special for me in, in the beginning of September. You know, school starting, whatever kind of school your kids have right now just kind of keeping the normalcy is something that is really important to me we went to maple acres today and the zinnias are these beautiful fall colors like the reds and the oranges are so pretty there the yellows and it was so fun to like add some fresh flowers to the table my daughter just kind of like walked around like waving flowers having so much fun They do have the animals there, which is kind of cute for the kids to see as well. So I'm really excited for our community member of the week on But First Stretch. Um, Her name is Danielle O'Brien. She is a professional organizer since 2001, and she's also owner of Brunch Conchi. Danielle's slogan is peaceful living inside out. 
and her aim is to teach clients how to create beautiful, productive environments for business and living, and how to maintain these various environments, and how to celebrate the joy of living at their best. So I'm so excited to hear what she has to say and offer on this podcast today. And before I forget, I do want to share with you that Danielle is a member of the National Association of Professional Organizers, NAPO, and Philadelphia has a very strong chapter. So I will make sure I put all of her information in the show notes like I do with every single person, but I just wanted to share her expertise with you as well. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Danielle. Welcome. Hello, Jen. So nice to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into professional organizing? So I am a Philly girl all my life. I went to Saul High School the farm school in Roxborough, and even in high school, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and um, I immediately went into the work-study program. I started working in 11th grade. I got a lot of awards. I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and um, one day, I was just reading about... um, It was in Oprah magazine, actually. Gail King was moving, and she hired an organizer. And I literally, like, sat up in bed and said, I can do this. Like, I've been doing this. Um, The next day, I went to work. This is um, after moving to Conshohocken. I chose Conshohocken to raise my children. I got a job at Superfit Gym. And I went to work, and I said, you know, as soon as my baby gets a little older, I think I'm going to be a professional organizer. And I got hired immediately. (laughs) Two people from the gym (laughs) hired me right away. One of which is a family that I still uh, take care of in Lafayette Hill, 19 years later. (laughs) So that's how I got started. That's awesome. And what's the most rewarding part of your job? Um, watching the families I serve um, get super excited about their new spaces. You know, sometimes they're not home, sometimes they're in a different part of the home, and then they walk in and they're like, whoa, you know, this is unbelievable, and it just feels so good that I saw, I, I, I heard their vision, and I went for it, because I have to organize for them, not for me. Um, and it was, I, I did the right thing and that they just thought it was like a wow moment for them. Like that is so cool. I just love that. Yeah. And what's the most challenging part of your job? So, um, the most challenging tends to be working with someone who is indecisive. You know, they're just not sure. And instead of rushing them through the process, I have to slow down and step back, and then we have to discuss all the choices. Do you know what I mean? And I have to remember that I need to go along with their pace. And so, like, for new clients, I'll say, you know, start thinking about your vision. Look at magazines. 
Um, just close your eyes and dream about you walking into your foyer. What does the foyer look like? Um, you know, so that when they do meet with me, they say, I know exactly what I would like. Um, but the ones who are indecisive, um, it just makes me like have to re, you know, just regroup and really connect with them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to dive into the workout portion. Why do you think a lot of people struggle with messy, cluttered homes? So there's a couple different reasons reasons some people are just too busy you know they're they're into the busy and they're just too busy to stop and do some what i would call homesteading do you know what i mean to slow down enough to um nurture their homes they're just too busy Uh, uh, other people are chronically disorganized um naturally perceive the systems like they just don't get the systems and that's okay um and that's the customers who i take care of on a monthly basis or quarterly or even stop in once once a year and just help them regroup and get back on track and then there are the third one it third reason would be i just had a client call me and said we just got married we put the two households together. It's a mess. We need you. And that's a situational uh, disorganization. Um, so there's a couple different reasons. And what are the benefits of having a more harmonious home or workspace? Well, you can relax at home. You will know where everything is when you need it. You will know that you instead of having this long to-do list you will know that you have gotten things done you know where things are you don't have an enormous to-do list so when you come home you can actually relax which is what you should do when you come home after a busy day should be your you know your retreat kind of you go home and you regroup yeah i think it's hard when you have to go home and then clean your whole house or do a million things and then clean the whole house. That's, that's tough. Yeah, it's, you know, it's nobody really wants to live like that. A lot of us are, you know, we come home we're like, oh my gosh, now I have to start all over with this job, you know, the home job. But if you have a little help, have an organizer um, or just take some time to figure out where your clothes are for the next morning. I mean, that's huge. You know, it, it pays off really well. Yeah. Can you explain what it would look like if someone called you for a consultation? So the first call, I have some questions I ask. Um, if they tell me that their house is really uh, cluttered, I'll say things like, well, can you eat at the, at the kitchen table? And that gives me a picture. Um, can you open your windows? Can you reach every one of your windows? That gives me a picture. Um, how many animals do you have? If they say I have four cats, I know it's dusty. I know they have like six litter pans for four cats. Um, so I ask that question. How many animals do you have? I ask the question, um, how long have you been in your home? 
if you've been in your home for three years, I know that you probably haven't unpacked yet. <laughs> um, if you've been in your home for 30 years, I know that you have a lot of memories. Um, and so with these questions, um, it gives me a picture of uh, what the house is going to look like when I walk in. And then sometimes um, they send me photos, and that's, that's okay too. And then once I walk into your house, we'll do a little tour. You know, we'll take a, like a 15-minute like a tour. This is where we have this, this is where we have that, this. And so I can see the flow, you know, right away. And um, little simple things like, you know, we, put, we walk in the door and we put our shoes and our keys all the way across the room. You know what I mean? Like I, I see these things and I see that I think I can make it easier for them. And then we pick a room together, we pick a room, we get started, and usually what I have to do, because my mind sees systems and grids, I will walk into the room and maybe start on this wall or this wall and go all the way around the wall and see what we have there and does it actually belong in that room. If you say this is the guest room, then why are your son's hockey equipment in that room? Do you know what I mean? And so, and I'll say, like, maybe this can go in the garage, or maybe this can go in the foyer. Or if I walk into the room and the, the floor is covered, I have to start there just to make it safe for everyone. So I definitely have a system, and it seems to be working. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like we've been in our house for seven years, and now that we have two young kids, we're like, we don't need this stuff that we had when we were kids. Like, because we have my stuff and my husband's stuff. And I'm like, it's time to make room for their stuff or repurpose our stuff to give to them. But we do have an abundant amount of items in our house for sure. Yeah. Are you saying like um, memories? Your memories? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Aww. And that's like tough. It's like, how do I, I have all these memories of my childhood, and he has all his memories, and it's very hard to, like, I mean, right now I think there are boxes in the basement, um, very nice and organized, but it's kind of like, well, we're creating the memories in this house, like, those were our past memories. Yeah. Yeah, um, I am very sensitive to people's memories, I really, I don't like to mess with them too much, um, because I don't want anyone to be regretful when I leave. Um, so I always like to find a great spot, a waterproof spot, a great bin, maybe a camper's trunk. So I have three camper's truck trunks for my three children, and they're full. Now my baby is turning 21. I don't have to collect memories for them anymore. But if the trunk was full, I might add something a little more meaningful and take it out, but that's my boundary. Each one has one trunk and that's it. Um, but when, if your children could enjoy your toys and your books when you were a kid, definitely get them out and enjoy them. It, it creates some, um, instead of having stagnant energy with those memories, you're actually sharing them and enjoying them. But if there are memories that you don't want to share yet, you just want to know in the back of your mind that they're there, then I say, you know, leave them there, visit them once in a while, mm -hmm. um, and, and treasure them. 
you know, Un unless you're tripping over them. And then, okay, oh my gosh, you have way too much. Let's see what's really meaningful. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, what areas of the home are the toughest for people to clean out? Um, for most people right now, it's paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're not a paperless society after all. Um, and so um, I will go into a place and I'll see paper all over the kitchen, you know, paper all over the bedroom. Uh, I do my bills in front of the TV, papers in the living room. And, uh, and most people are saving way too much. Um, I literally try to talk them into just having like one pack of papers for your bills. You don't have to save every bill, for instance. They're just reminders to pay them. Once you pay them, you only need to keep one, just so you know your account number and their phone number and your password to get into that website. Like, that's it. And then if you have any trouble with the bills, you just go on your statement. You know, and you call that company and you say, the money went out, this date, here's my receipt, it's my statement. So you can really let go of a lot of paper, but most people are afraid to do it. And that's the biggest challenge for most people is the paper and their offices. Yeah, and I think I, I, maybe it's just like how we were raised. It was like save every paper just in case like something happens. But since I started getting rid of the, the bills in particular, it's been so refreshing in the household. Like I can feel... I can feel the weight going away. That's awesome. Yeah, you just need to keep one of each. I put it in a big clipboard. I showed my sons where it is. I said, if anything happens to us, we go into the hospital, you have to pay the bills. Here's every single bill. What account it comes out of. And then, you know, when they come in, if they come in, if I have them come in, I, I'll just check and make sure they got that payment and then I shred it right away. Or, you know, I'll say, I don't want the bill to come, you know? Um, but you don't need to keep them all. So I, I did this workshop down at, um, where was it? It was downtown, I guess it was the convention center downtown. And it was all about paper. And I designed it to be like you're having a party. Um, when you invite people, you give them your address. So when, you, when people want your address, be very careful because they're gonna come to your home. So don't give your address out too much because they'll send you paperwork. Don't give your email address out too much. They're gonna send you information. Um, you know, only invite those papers or those products that you want in your home. And it went all the way to um, having overnight guests. Your overnight guests are your um, taxes. So they don't have to be in your home. They can be in the shed. They can be in the guest room out back. You know what I mean? But you kind of you're kind of stuck with them for a couple of years. You know what I mean? So I have this whole system on what to take, what to shred, what to archive, what to recycle, and what to keep, and how long to keep it. And once you get into that groove, you can really process pretty quickly. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do you miss doing those like in-person workshops right now? Uh, I do. I, it takes a lot of work, mm -hmm. and it's a little. You get a, a little bit nervous, but once I get on that stage with the microphone, like I have a lot of fun. 
and I could, you know, when especially when I say like, you know, like let's let's do questions and answers, and then they start telling me about their projects. I get all excited and I give them all these tips, and everybody's shaking their head. Yeah, me too. You know, so that that's the best part is the interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite area or room to help people declutter? Um, so my favorite, no, I don't have a favorite room. I do love when no one's home. So like I said, I have clients from 19 years ago and the, and actually even with COVID, they'll say, um, we don't want you to come in when we're there. So come in when we're not there. And so what I do is I will go into these homes and, and I treat them as if they are my own. And I put my music on and I just run around the house and um, declutter. I just put all the papers where the papers are supposed to go, all the shoes where they're supposed to go, and I stage it really pretty. Like I'll fluff the pillows, fix the blankets, and you know, just make it look absolutely gorgeous and put everything in order for them. So when they come home, um, I had one person in Wayne said she felt like she was in Pottery Barn because everything was so beautiful. Um, and so I really love that and I really do treat it as if it's my own home. Sometimes I'll bring in flowers over the holidays so they come home and have fresh flowers on the table. And, uh, so that's my favorite thing to do. I love that. Um, if you could suggest a client starts with one area, what would you suggest? And I know I like kind of mentioned, I know the KonMari method starts with clothes like all throughout the house. And I think that can be like daunting for people to just take out all the clothes everywhere. So I love Marie Kondo. I just love her um, because she feels energy in every item and I do too. So it was really great to uh, hear about someone who understood energy. Um, but my favorite place to start is the basement because there are a lot of broken things in the basement and there are a lot of things that the family no longer is interested in. It's kind of like a dumping ground. So if you clean out your basement first and then you start doing all the other rooms in the house, now you have a place to put those memories. Now you have a place to put the sports stuff you know, all the excess. Now you can create shelving. I just did this in um, Bella Kinwood last week where we made shelving for memories, uh, Christmas, camping, entertaining, and then a pantry. Um, so you have these little zones. And I always say, go shop in the basement. You, you know, you might find what you're looking for. You can shop. When you go down for Christmas, you can shop and say, let's do angels this year. You know, skip the Santas. Let's just do all angels and like play with that because you know where everything is. And then all the excess can go into the basement, get packed real neatly. Now your house looks fabulous. You didn't have to get rid of that much because it's all tucked away in bins in the basement, which is where it probably should have been all along. So I always like, let's start in the basement first. Let's make some room so you don't have to think that you have to get rid of things. That's not what we are about, organizers. 
getting rid of stuff. I'll have clients say, I don't want to get rid of anything. And I say, okay, I'll just categorize them. You know, I'll just put everything together and show you what you have. And that works too. That's awesome. Is there a particular kind of client you have? No, over the years, I've never made myself a specialty. Um, I've worked with all kinds of people. I've worked with artists. I've worked with mentally challenged, physically challenged. I've worked with kids. I love working with kids. I love working with teenagers because what I do is I meet with the parents first. And then they say, well, do you want the room to look like? And then I come back and I work with the kids and we put on music and we talk all day long and I give all these suggestions that they don't know that are coming from their parents. <laughs> a lot of fun and we set it up and they, they get really excited and I have a really good time working with them. But I also love working with the elderly because they are just lost now. They can hardly figure out how to turn their TV on let alone pay bills. So I just, and I love their stories and their experience and their wisdom. Um, I don't have that personally, that generation's gone from me. Um, so I love uh, working with the elderly too. Yeah. Most of all though, I attract um, women, uh, residential homes and mostly women. I do have corporate, but mostly I work with fabulous women who want to move forward and uh, create uh, spaces and so yeah that's uh, that's that seems to be the person who's attracted to me yeah so you do so much more than just organize homes can you share what else your business offers um, so um, I can come into your home and teach you green practices um, I do, I work down at the Philadelphia, across the street from the art museum for paper management, monthly paper management. So we literally, we all sit at the kitchen table, we go through the big pile of papers, we pay all the bills, we make all the phone calls, see you next month, come back, do the same thing. I take care of all their taxes, send everything to the accountant, so that's really cool. And then I love um, also event planning. So I will go into homes and get them ready for Thanksgiving. I have a client in Lafayette Hill who does these huge Thanksgiving dinners. So I'll go in and we'll make a coffee station and a bar. Um, I'll even, you know, decorate their Christmas tree for them. Um, suggest, you know, or if, and if they want to do it, they want to do their parties and not have a cater or anything, I'll do a list. These, this is your menu. This is, these are your guests. These are all the stores you have to go to for all the supplies, the liquor store. Um, sometimes they go to Valencia Meats and pick up, pick up specialties. You know, these are your, these are your chores. Um, this is your time frame for your party. Guests are gonna arrive here. You're gonna try to get dinner out here. And we'll just figure out how to do that on paper if they wanna do it. And I also prepare the house too. So that's really festive and different and fun. Baby showers, wedding showers, things like that um, is really, you know, when that comes along, it's like really fun, fun thing to do. That's awesome. And you, you kind of mentioned it there, but you have a lot of other interests, especially 
holistic living. Can you share with us what got you involved in holistic organizing and some of the groups that you're part of? Yeah, so I think uh, my first um, access to holistic living was with the Holistic Moms Network. And um, there is a, uh, a mom here in Montgomery County. Her name is Colleen Felicki. She owns Back to Earth Compost Crew. And she was um, organizing the Holistic Moms meetings. So I would go to her meetings in Plymouth and I learned so much from her and the group. And then um, uh, National Association for Professional Organizers started a holistic meeting. Well, actually it wasn't them, it was a group of organizers because NAPO wouldn't do it. Um, they weren't comfortable yet. So a group of organizers formed their own. I followed them for a few years and then finally NAPO got into the holistic um, organizing aspect of it. And so I learned a lot there, and then I discovered Green Conchi with the um, Concha Hawk and Barrow, and I've done some work with them also. Um, so there's a lot of resources and accesses to look into that if anybody wanted to. Colleen's amazing. She was actually one of the first guests on this podcast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So. How can we get a hold of you? How can people find you, find your business? So it's DanielleOrganizes.com. Um, that's my website. It has all my services right on the front page. Um, and then it also has different things like um, my, 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 um, my stories from my, uh, what, am I, what am I calling it? My blog. My blog is on there. My community, uh, I have a community page on there, which is, which is fantastic. I have a gallery. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for 19 years. There's a lot of good resources there. Um, or you can call me at 215-531-4272. And like I said, we're just going to talk on the phone for a little bit. I come over, do a little tour. We can get to know each other, and then I can come back or we can start right away. That's awesome. And I'm so excited to hear these questions. Um, my three wrap-up questions. What stretches are you doing in your own life right now? Okay, so I was thinking that um, calling my friends, so that's a big stretch for me because um, I'm a little bit of a loner, so isolation is very comfortable for me. So I have to force myself to call my friends. And we did, we're doing a lot of Zoom calls. Um, my dinner group is doing Zoom calls now. So for me, I have to like get out of my comfort zone and really you know, contact everyone. How are you doing? What's going on? What, you know, because it'll go, it can go like a month without me checking in on my friends. You know, like in fact, after this podcast, podcast, I'm gonna run down the street and check on a neighbor of mine who I haven't seen for a little while. And uh, she knocks on my door, I knock on her door, and I've been meaning to do it for a week. So I have to get out there and get, you know, get back in touch with the people I love. And that's a stretch for me. It's, it's interesting, I feel like 
this time, the last few months have gone so fast and yet so slow. I, there, I have a friend who I, I would say I talk to all the time and I went to send her a message and I saw on my phone it was a whole month since I have talked to her via text and I, I was shocked. I was like, we talk all the time. Where did that month go? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can lose track of people easily. And then you wonder why you're so lonely. <laughs> you're like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> you know, well, you got you to gotta put some energy out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is something that you are enjoying doing in your life for you? Right now? So the things that I enjoy include um, journaling. So I try to journal every day. And these are the kind of journals that I hope someone reads. So it's not me bitching and complaining. It's actually me showing gratitude. It's me showing um, what I need to be working on. It may be a really great photo I found in a magazine. It may be a prayer that I found on, on, online. Um, it may be uh, just um, a book that I'm reading. And one of my, I, I love novels. I read a novel constantly. I have a novel. And it might, the character might say something really profound. And I'll put that in my journal. So these are journals that I hope someone reads someday. And sometimes I'll pick one up and, and I'll remember where I was at when I wrote that or I remember that story. The other thing I absolutely love to do is um, I love to be home alone. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good for everybody to put your music on and just enjoy your space the way you want it today and to you know work out in front of the TV. I love a yoga home. When Yoga Home had their studio, I, I always thought what they thought of me because I used to kind of get, I used to want to get dressed up and like wear lipstick because it was such a beautiful space, you know, when it's, you know, like I was doing something special, you know, I love so that. I just, yeah, I, I used to walk in there with lipstick and I thought they're going to think I'm crazy, but you know, this is a beautiful space and I want to, I'm feeling that here and, um, but definitely, uh, doing yoga in my home and I have a hammock and as COVID has really had me, uh, has given me the gift of appreciating my life my and my home and being settled. So every night after dinner, we'll go out on the hammock and it sometimes we'll bring our laptops and we just stay out there until we can't take the mosquitoes anymore. And mm -hmm. it's like really nice. It's really, really pleasant and different from then just crashing in front of the TV, you know, no, not doing that every day. I love yeah. that. I love that. And what is something you can't stop talking about? Well, two things. One thing is that right now I have a CSA with Taproot Farm. And my husband is working with Pierre Farms. So we are getting vegetables and peaches and things that I've never heard of. Um, this Tonight we're getting spaghetti squash. I haven't cooked that in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So we're like, what are we gonna cook? What are we gonna make? What is this? This is a lemon cucumber. What, what does it taste like? So like that's really fun to be cooking things that I would never have been cooking, tasting things you know that I never would have been tasting and enjoying peach season right now. And the other thing is the news. 
and I, and I have to be really careful because I can watch the news all day and fret. And right now I'm online with my sisters and we're arguing about the, the police and what the police are doing right now. So um, I can't stop talking about what's happening in the world right now, in, in the States right now, because um, it's different and it's volatile and I'm nervous, I'm really scared, you know? But yeah. Thank you for sharing, yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been such a great conversation. I love having you on this podcast. It's so great to connect and I, I just love how the, the concept that a home is so beautiful and sacred and the place to relax and it's something that you know at the end of the day that's where we want to come back to and I love that you don't collapse in front of the TV I love that you go outside you if, whether you're working or not you're appreciating everything so thank you for for sharing that with everyone thank you thank you very much it was such an honor to have this interview with Danielle O'Brien. As a mom, as someone who lives in this community, she is such an inspiration, and I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So please make sure you contact her. I also think um, she doesn't mention it, but if you're looking to sell a home, I think she does do home stagings too uh, for the pictures. And I just, if you take a look at her gallery, it's so beautiful. I was just thinking how much I would love for someone to come and, I don't know, make it a little extra special in my house. So we're going to end with our meditation, our cool down. So please come to a comfortable seated position. And that could be on the floor, a chair, a couch. And gently close your eyes or lower the gaze down. And just take a breath in and a deep breath out. Let the breathing return back to natural. And imagine you are on a walk. You're walking along maybe one of your favorite places, the beach, the lake, a cabin home, Maybe your own neighborhood. And just feel the ground beneath you as you take each step. Notice the sights and sounds all around you. And then looking straight ahead, you see your home. 
Envision the outside of your house, your apartment, wherever you live. And gently start to turn the door handle and open the door walking into your home. What does it smell like? How do you feel? And just look around. What do you see? And as you walk through your home, start to imagine the imperfections starting to erase. Maybe there's that nick on the wall. Maybe you can smell the fresh coat of paint. What's on the counter or the table? Perhaps some candles, flowers. And just take this moment to walk through your space, imagining it, how you would like it. When you're done, gently return back to the door you came into. Saying goodbye to your home. And then gently close the door. Take a deep breath in. And an exhale out. You can choose to stay here for a little bit more or gently open the eyes, coming back into the room. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you were able to stretch your mind little bit more today maybe the soul this is such a good episode for the soul and have a wonderful day